Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team. It's episode 36, season 6 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, John Steckles from Merchester. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Hi John. Right, let's let's begin with midweek. Um, we played Newcastle um, away from home. Jose had never won there before. That was the the big stat going into that into that match, um, and, and we won three one. Brace from Kane. So did, haven't Jose's never won in Newcastle? We have got an appalling record in that light blue shirt. That is true, isn't um, it? Yeah. So, and I thought we played okay. Yeah. Um, I thought we did all right in that game. Um, Winning a game, or you know, scoring three in any game is is always good. I feel, um, but I, I thought, and I, we saw it again today. But the plan, um, you can see what it is really, um, and how it's coming together, and how we've improved. Um, I think that teams that will pl- we play better against teams that want to come and play against us. Teams that will sit back. Um, we've always struggled to break them down, and that's no more different in this in this form. Uh, and in, in Jose's plan, but it was it was a good heartening result. I thought Newcastle had a go, and, and you know they tried to play to win. So fair play to them. Um, they've got a couple of good players. Um, is it Matt Ritchie? I know he's thirty, but yeah. I thought he did an exceptional job, and I thought he'd do a good job for us as well. If the price was right, I'd snap him up for a season. I don't know how long his contract's got to go, but I thought he he did a good job. But uh, it's it always seems to be they'll target that side with Oria on. And I think we'll come back to this later mm. on that we did it. They they managed to tighten up today and not give people chances down the right. But yeah, a good result at Newcastle. What what was interesting, and some of it will obviously feed into um, t- today's match. But um, it was, I think, for the first time in ages, at least certainly in Premier League matches or even across all competitions, that we we had the same starting eleven that started the preceding match against Arsenal. And bearing in mind there was a question mark with. Serge Aurier, who um, our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family at this difficult time. Obviously, um, losing his brother was you know, something difficult. Um, John's <laughs> changing his background as we speak. Um, and um, uh, yeah, you know, the, 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 I think everybody deals with, with grief in different different ways, and, and some people wouldn't have played, and 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 I probably other people would have taken the decision to. To to play and just take their mind off things and and, and he did and, he, and same starting eleven as the Newcastle match, same starting eleven today. That, that's one thing to note. And then early signs in that match of Kane coming back to his best. I thought in that game. I think never mind start, today. Today. Well, no, yeah, yeah. I thought after well, we said after the reset, it's going to take a few games for him to find his feet, and he he was looking really ominous today his range of people you know he's just a tappy merchant he's just a penalty merchant don't see the range of passing and vision that he has he is he's not he's not just that he's he's all over that pitch he was in defense making defensive headers he was fantastic today 
um, absolutely and back to his best, I think. Mm. And um, I, I'm, it's a pity. A couple more games, and he would he would probably be up there challenging for the the golden boot again. He's, he's on that kind of form, and it, it's um, it's just a pity, really. And I, I wish we just had a couple more games. The, the, you know, the Bournemouth and the the Sheffield games. Um, pity, but yeah. Um, I think bodes well for next season mm. with him in that kind of form. I think with with Kane, people are quick to to write him off because when he when he's not at his best and his best is very high, his best when he's at his best, he's an absolute beast. Um, but when he's not at that level, it looks worse because he he's got such high standards. But even when he's not at full full flow, even if he's I don't know sixty percent or seventy percent of the player that he he normally is because of a few injuries and, and not being fully match fit. He still get he still gets goals. He's still yeah. opposition. That's the thing that a lot of people, you know, when they when they write him off, they're like, oh, you know, he's not the same. Even even at the point at which they're writing him off, he's still getting goals. Never mind Newcastle. Then to, to today when he he, he he does look a lot 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 sharper. Um, yeah, I, I I I thought that Wednesday and then we're going into today today it was much more positive than than the games preceding that more encouraging should I say yeah and I think I mean, what is it 38 games and he scored 33 30, 39 games he's played this season he's yeah. scored 33 goals now that's and how long has he been out injured it's an outstanding yeah. return it's an outstanding return Gary Neville on the Sky commentary made the point that if the season if you know if we didn't have lockdown he would have probably just come back for the Euros, and he would have had the form that he did early early on in the lockdown, early early on post lockdown for us in the Euros. So uh, we've we've reaped the benefit, we certainly reaped the benefits of it now, and it'll be interesting to see next season how that pans out. Um, so it got to, got the win on on Wednesday too into the spin, and then today again, like I said, another unchanged lineup. Um, Another win and a clean sheet. Yeah, another clean sheet. I, I thought the first half we were exceptional, and that that first half for me that is Mourinho's plan going forward. That's how he's going to like us to play. Second half we we slipped back a bit too deep, as Harry said afterwards. Mm. But yeah, um, at first half was was really heartening. I thought that's probably the best we played since we've come back, and I, um, I, it was an enjoyable watch. To be fair, there was moments when you feared Leicester were coming forward, but they. Apart from the the saves that Hugo made and, the, and a couple of corners, they never really threatened the goal. I didn't think. I thought we, we were solid in defence. Um, and like I say, they sh- um, Mora was tracking back to help out down the right, and Sissoko was helping Oria out. Who fair play to the guy for playing again today um, with all that's gone on before him. Um, but yeah, he that they shut that side down because teams were beginning to target Oria as being a bit of a liability because he's always got a brain fart in with him. But yeah, he. he they did well today to to nullify the threat down that side. Yeah. Um, aside from Kane, and we're going to talk more about him. We'll, we'll get back to a little, um, a little bit more. Uh, just, just briefly, some some of the other players who played today. I thought Larice was superb. Um, made a yep. few crucial saves first half in particular. Then again, second half. Um, Argu- arguably, Hugo's been our best player since we've come back. 
Yeah. You know, and I'm not even joking. He's made some cracking saves, and he's been bang on form. Um, you know, we, I've always been one quick to criticise him for the way he's played and and some of the rickets he's made. But um, fair play to him. He's he's playing really well. Um, yeah, more more of that, please. In the last game of the season. Mm. I thought Mora. I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not going to lie about that. I thought he had a decent game as well. Two assists. Two assists yeah, he had today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, um, he'll run his heart, he'll run his socks off and run his heart out for you, and yeah. that's what he gives you. Um, I, I think early after the comeback, he was getting in players away, but I think um, it, there's been a bit more of a, a formation drilled into him. Um, you know, Kane was obviously making those runs through the middle. Um, there was a, a one where Son just dwelled too too long on the ball and lost it, where Kane could have been in for a hat trick. But more more today was was good. I think there was a lot of good performances there today. I thought Davis was good thought Winks was very good in the first half lost it in the second half some um, Sanchez has still got Vardy in his pocket I think um, and Alderweireld was really really good um, and it's just a pity that we didn't start him when we came back from um, lockdown and, and without and not have Dyer. I know Dyer yeah. was getting applauded, it but I think Alderweireld has been head and shoulders above him you can tell him yeah. he's made for that position yeah, I mean, interesting. I mean, Dyer will, will be available for selection for the final game against Palace. It'll be interesting to see if he comes back in, back into starting eleven, not necessarily um, for for out of Herald, but for Sanchez or Woods, or is Mourinho going to you know keep keep the same lineup, same same defensive pairing that he's had? Um, who knows? Um, I think I'd, 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 I'd hope the fact that he isn't changing the team. I mean, was that that was the same team that started? Three, I think, three matches: Arsenal, Against Newcastle. Arsenal, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that bodes well. That yeah. bodes the fact that he's not going to change it for the uh, Crystal Palace game, and it'll and it'll be Toby and Sanchez at the back because mm. they're, they're they're solid. Yeah, I, I, to, to this day, I still think Dyer's a really good squad player, and I think that if he can settle on a position and it looks like it's going to be centre back, then I think that bodes well for, for for the future in a situation where. Toby is injured or Sanchez is, is injured. He, he comes in. I think it's good, good to have that. But um, agree, Toby's Toby's looks looks solid to the last two games. Yeah, he has. He has. Um, I, I think Sanchez now has had three three good games on the spin, hasn't he? He played well against Arsenal. He played well against Newcastle. Yeah. And maybe that's having that Toby's um, head next to him. Mm. You know, uh, much of the way that um, was it Nabet when and Ledley King. Yeah. Um, some bounds next to Nabet so maybe there's a bit of that going on there I'm kind of disappointed we didn't see to, uh, um, a goodbye from um, Jan five minutes at least at the end there um, but maybe that's his last game for us maybe you'll sign and stay for an, a, another season you never know yeah I mean we've still got Palace but it's, a, it's away from home um, they might they might we, we might have a testimonial match at some point Afterwards, yep. when 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 crowds can return to to, to 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 stadiums, by which point he'll probably be playing at Ajax or some or somewhere else. Um, yep. j- just overall, and I, you know, I've been fairly critical of of performances recently, and I I think that if we look at post restart, let's let's look at the positives. This is we've had from since the Sheffield United game, we've accumulated thirteen points out of fifteen, which is very good. We've had, I think, one, two, f- uh, Leicester, Leicester, Bournemouth, and Everton. Three clean sheets since the Sheffield United game, plus another one before that when we played West Ham. So four clean sheets, 
out of eight matches since restart. So all of that's you know all of that's encouraging. Um, wins out five. Wins out five. There's there's that stack stack going around about how many points Jose's picked up since he since he uh, took charge. I think it's fourth or something. In, uh, I think we're we're only behind um, Liverpool and Man City at the moment. Yeah, so uh, maybe, maybe Manchester. So you know, yeah, fourth. That's, so, that makes so it th- right. th- those stats you can't argue with that. that. That's all. That's all encouraging. And and also, the thing about the clean sheets. If you recall, when he when he took took over, we hadn't. We didn't really change. We were still leaking. We were still leaking for a good few months mm. until after lockdown. So that side of it has been addressed. That that's good. I, I think this. I think what the stats don't show are what we see with our own eyes. The the performance against Sheffield United very disappointing. The, the performance against Bournemouth, um, coupled with the, with, with the result, mm-hmm. um, and then well, if you want stats to back that up, in the first half there was thirty percent possession and three shots on target. Yeah, but again, those three shots all went in. So, you know, but yeah, the the, the lack of possession and the, the the fact that we surrender it so easily is um, worrying and. I wouldn't call it a cause for concern, but if it is going to be like that next season, it's going to be eye bleeding. It really is. It's going to be grim watching everything. Yeah. But, but I'm kind of more optimistic about it. Just, just as, just as the clean sheets have been addressed, or seemingly have been addressed, then, then hopefully this will be addressed next season. Because we, we've got to. And, and you're right. We under previous managers, I don't touch touch upon this, if not on the podcast, podcast before last. We've we've always had this issue under under Poch, under Redknapp, under AVB, where teams would come, particularly at home, would make it difficult. They'd sit back and and we'd find it very difficult to break those um, break those teams down. Um, and often we did it either with a player, a creative player, somebody like an Ericsson, or using fullbacks pacey fullbacks like Walker and Rose and getting getting around the back. So at the moment we we're not we seem to be struggling against some of those lesser teams that that you can't necessarily play counter counter attacking style. But we'll, we'll, you know it, it remains to be seen. That's that's obviously an area that needs to be addressed, and we'll we'll see how that pans out next season. Um, let's go into some questions. So some of which are related to today's game, some some aren't. Darren Pamantes Twitter handle it is at dasp19. 1919. I thought Harry Winks was decent today. Is he someone you would keep in your preferred eleven, or would you look to upgrade him? I'd love to see a midfield three of him deep with Gio and Dombele ahead of him. So, I thought Winks was did good in the first half today. He was he played really really well, broke up the play nicely. What concern? What was a bit of a worry is if we buy Hoiberg from Southampton, where does he fit in the team? And I fear that it would be over Winks. Because a Hoiberg isn't going to replace Sissoko. I don't think he's going to replace La Celso, but on today's showing, I would have him doing because I don't think he was all that today. Why um, would he not replace Sissoko? I would. I would have thought that because he's not. Um, he's doesn't. He doesn't do that role at Southampton. He's not the defensive screen at Southampton. He's he's uh, he's more of the he's more of a um, uh, the, the Winks role. Winks isn't a dis- defensive screen. Yeah. So, Soko at the moment is a defensive screen. I can't remember what the name of the guy is at Southampton, but it isn't Hoiberg who does that role. I, th- I thought it was. I could be wrong, but I, 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 my understanding was it was, it was Hoiberg. But I haven't watched enough of them, so um, I, I reserve judgment. Um, Ward Prowse? Would it no, be? No. Uh, keep talking. I'll find out. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, if if what you say is correct, then yeah, then 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 Winks would his, his game time would be limited. My understanding was that he was more of a defensive player. He'd come in ahead of Sissoko, who I, who I think is a great athlete and, and covers a lot of ground, but I'm, I'm not sure that he's the best DM type player. Um, Winks, I think he gets a lot of stick, doesn't he, from from a, quite a large section of our fans. But he's a he's, I remember. Uh, must have been what three years ago we did a pod and it was um, just before he got that injury at Burnley and you were going you were raving about him and he was superb and he was really good on the ball and he, even the following season when we played um, Madrid home and away in Liverpool that four one victory he he was running the midfield superb player super superb passer of the ball. Um, uh, the thing is um, he can improve he can always improve. Um, Sissoko is. Um, Definitely, just a water carrier. Yeah, is it uh, Romeo at Southampton? Yeah, yeah the, I know he's the defensive screen. He's the defensive screen, not Hoiberg. Um, Winks has put in some performances, and I think he can get better. But I also think he could be improved upon. I don't yeah. think he's he's the 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 be all and end all of our uh, position, if you want. I think if um, Skip can get some game time somewhere else. He might be. He, he might come on leaps and bounds as well. But I think that's a position that can be improved on. I think Hoiberg might might go in there ahead of him, which would be a pity because you're right. He has had some good performances. Although, that, although if, if if that is if 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 Hoiberg is more in the Winks mould, that's not a bad thing from 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 Winks Winks's perspective or the club's perspective. Then you've got competition for places, and hopefully it, yeah. it, it can be beneficial to both players and and, and the club going forward. Uh, right, question from Nate. Uh, he says, uh, a Premier League trophy next season seems extremely unlikely. Um, so what is our best case scenario next season? Top four and either FA Cup or League Cup. And then he just says, a follow-up, sort of follow-up question, how has Johnny Evans stayed on the pitch for the full 90? Do you want to address that one? Well, next season with VAR going to be controlled by UEFA, I hope that there'll be a bit more common sense about the offsides and when things can be reviewed because he made two fouls after he got a yellow that he should have been sent off for and I'm, I'm um, was it Sanchez mm-hmm. uh, yeah he shouldn't have been on the pitch and hopefully it, the uh, UEFA can bring up the VAR when it's been done well is the Champions League and when it's been used in um, European and world competition and that's with um, UEFA and FIFA controlling it so hopefully when it isn't the incompetent referees that we have week in, week in out running it, it'll be a bit better. Who knows, though? Um, the first part of the question... Trophy. The year ends in a one next year. Year ends in a one. Although we haven't won a trophy in 30 years since the, the whole year ends in a one thing. Um, well, Jose's a serial winner, isn't he? So well. he's bound... <laughs> Sorry, that's a, that's a private in-joke. Me and Gav were having a heated discussion this morning about it. Um, who knows? I, I just want to see us continue to be where we were before Poch got sacked. And I mean, Which is qualified for the Champions League on a regular basis. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been in Europe for 10 seasons on a spin, so let's keep that run going for a start. Yeah. Let's just get into competitions and see where see where it ends up. Um, there, there has to be something with a mindset and mentality that changes within the team, and Mourinho could bring that. I mean, the video of him addressing the players um, was interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been calling them that for years, so never mind. But um, who knows? That that mindset might change, and they might, they might get dragged kicking and screaming to win something with you know, and then and then uh, kick on again from there. I think that I mean, if it remains to be seen, but we're, at the moment we're in a good position. If we do qualify for the Europa next uh, next season, then that's certainly a trophy that I think I think Jose will go out to win. Um, yep. He's won it. He's, he's he's been in it twice before, with Porto and with United only on two occasions on both those occasions he, he led those teams to a trophy and I think if he does that fans will be happy he'll get their yeah. trophy and it's and it's and, it, and you automatically qualify for the Champions League um, regardless of league position if you win the Europa so I, I think that's a likely a likely outcome particularly if you consider Europa I know it, there's a whole Thursday Sunday thing which would be quite annoying and particularly in the early rounds you go to I don't know Azerbaijan and play Dynamo Chiki Dynamo Chiki Carrier Bag whoever it might be but actually they are the group stage is fairly easy when you get past that and you get into the knockout stage I mean it's last 32 last 16 um, we should you know on paper we've got enough quality and we even in previous seasons and we suppose he didn't take it seriously under Potch and, and read that before that we did actually I think one occasion under Potch we got to the quarters and I think a few years back under uh, was it Yole we got to the quarters when we played Sevilla yeah I, I um, went to that, that home game um, um, and we were, we got done in the first half and we were chanting four goals we only want four goals in the second half I don't. Joel didn't was sacked pretty soon after that, mm. if I recall. We also, I think, also under the, in that AVB Sherwood season, we got to the knockout stage as well, but lost to Benfica. So yeah. we're, we're more than capable of getting to that stage, and hopefully now with a serial winner, um, we might be able to, <laughs> to, to, to 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 get that bit further. Obviously, there, there are teams from the Champions League, better teams that drop out, which is a travesty. I think that's just ruins the competition. But yeah, bit of the luck of the draw. There's no reason we, we can't. Um, I think the priority, though, and I know fans will hate this because they want a trophy, and a trophy is more important. It's the Champions League. It's simple as that. We've been in there for four seasons on the trot. We're not going to be there this this year. Um, a lot of other clubs have 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 had seasons where they've missed out one season, but then they've gone back in the following year. Obviously, Arsenal yeah. except exception at the moment last two years. But you know, United and Chelsea that they've they've dropped out previous seasons, but then they've gone back in. And I can't. Aff- I, I don't think as a club we can afford a second season of not being in the Champions League because then it becomes a harder sell as well as the money and the revenue that brings in. It becomes a harder sell to players to attract top players and to retain. Yeah. Top, top players so you've, I think that's going to be a priority you've at least got to be challenging for those positions and, 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 and making a, a stab at them and I think if you're playing well and you've got some luck on your side mm-hmm. you can get that one of the top four spaces and you can also win something it, um, and I know that football isn't what it was but, yeah. but uh, uh, I think we can we can do we, you know we can maybe challenge for a cup or maybe go to the latter stages of a European competition again who knows yeah. if, if you the system looks better that if teams come out and want to play against us and that in the European competition that's what they tend to do if if, if you try you know like I say if we, you try to break teams down it sometimes comes unstuck so it may suit us I've seen nothing apart from City and Liverpool who I think are just head and shoulders above everybody else right and let's make a big assumption the next season <laughs> they are the top two in, in mm-hmm. whichever, whichever order 
I know Chelsea have strengthened and they're going to be better next season with with, with some of the players they've got. Um, who's the, the the lad from Ajax um, and somebody else they signed recently, whose name escapes me. But don't get me wrong, they will be better. And United look good this season. But and I'm not saying that we we this season we, we we've been worthy of Champions League. I don't think we have. I think we're we're, we're a bit short of that. But what I see of the teams that are directly above us, aside from top two I don't think any of them are exceptional I, I think that there's no reason why we can't challenge next season for, for either a third or fourth spot and get Champions League I think that's that's perfectly achievable yeah. and if we do that then we're back to where we were under Pochettino in terms of qualifying for CL and maybe we'll, we'll win a trophy whether that's Europa or um, uh, one of the domestic cups Right, another one from Darren Pamenter. He says, with Bergeron supposedly carrying a knock, surely this was a chance to give Session some minutes. Do you think Jose has decided he's not good enough and will look to sell him in the summer? Don't know where he's gone. Genuinely don't know where he's gone. Um, and and Dombele's reportedly got an injury and is out, but Session, don't know, he just seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth. Um but I, I can't comment because I don't know what's going on there. Mm. There's probably something internally. I don't know. Maybe he spilled a cup of tea, one of Jose cup of teas or something. I don't. Uh, but he should be given a chance because there was obviously something there. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Maybe he will get loaned out. Maybe he's going to be flogged. Maybe he's been sold already, and he's just waiting for the window to open to announce yeah. it. Yeah, I think that you know, given we had what eight, eight, nine, nine matches. I don't know, whatever it was, after um, after lockdown. And if you look at the team selections, we've mentioned the last three games, manager hasn't mm. changed that. If you look at the matches before, he hasn't he really tinker with it too much in the games before, and no. even in terms of substitutions. And and also, if you look be, um, more widely, time that he's been charged, Sergio has been ever present at right back in all the Premier League games. He's the only player to played every Premier League match under Jose, under Jose. Ben Davis, apart from his injury, has been our regular left back. I get the impression that he doesn't want to tinker with anything at the moment. He just wants to get us over the line, manager. And then I think ne- next season you might see, for example, you might see Session challenging Ben Davis um, if Ces- assuming Session's best position is as a, le- as a left back. I think at the moment... Jose has been very conservative with a small C in his selections. I think he always will be. Um, I think if if Cesc is going to get any games, it will be in the early rounds of the Cups. Um, That's the other I, thing. We will have more games next season. Yeah. and I, so, I, I also think playing Davis and Noria, you get confidence from playing more often. And Day, I think Davis has, uh, was very good today. I thought he was very good. Um, and Noria, like I say, brain fart... It, always going to be a brain fart I think 60 minutes he headed a ball directly up in the air in the middle of the defence and it's going to happen at some point but it wasn't capitalised on um, extenuating circumstances with everything that's gone with his brother at the moment but they've, they've been they've been solid um, they've been solid but before I before we um, do any more questions I want to go back into talking about the game and in particular I mentioned okay. Harry, Harry Kane um, let's let's mm-hmm. touch a bit more upon him um, firstly the first goal that we scored well the, the own goal um, Kane what a turn what a pass I mean th- this isn't just a player who can score goals and is prolific and can score with his left foot and his right foot the, the pass the weight of the pass firstly taking the ball and on the half turn the weight of the pass to find Son that was just superb class 
his he, he, you if you watch him his first action whenever he receives the ball is to look up and see what's on and if there's a pass on he'll try and play it he won't hesitate and miss the instance which sometimes a lot of our players are guilty of and then the ball has to go backwards he'll just play that ball forward and the run the run of son to find that space i was sitting there going he, he's going to be done for offside he's going to be done for his offside but it was in he was someone was still in our half of the pitch when the ball was played to him so you know it, it was a it was a beautiful pass and that's the thing his range of passing is exceptional um what was the uh the, the was it the huddlesfield game at wembley yeah so you, you and i were yeah yeah, yeah that's we were one behind that cross that came over for sun to head it it was perfectly placed and that's the thing he's 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 his range of passing is is up there was one of the best in the club mm. um you know he, he can hit long passes he can hit crosses he can hit the short pass he can hold the ball up he can head it he's left footed he's right footed um he's filthy he's absolutely filthy I mean, his 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 run as well. That that, yeah. that that should be noted for that goal where he lays it on for for Sun, and then he makes. A, people say that he's slow, that he doesn't have pace. Bollocks, right? He is quick. He can accelerate. He might not have pace in the sense that I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody really quick. Uh, Thierry Henry or a. Uh, why am I thinking of Arsenal players for some reason? Of Bamiyang, give me somebody quick. Michael Owen, right? Rashford. He might not Rashford, right? He might not have Martial. He might not have that sort, but but he he can accelerate very quickly um, and use his strength. Yes. Um, and he made an intelligent run there. Once he builds up a, a head of steam, he isn't going to be stopped because he's a unit. Yep. He's a big lad, and he isn't going to stop. But I mean that run that run took players out of the way and, he, and he's that intelligent that he'll draw players and because he's such a threat he'll draw players out of the way and create space for people and he uses that well to his advantage mm. I think we said um, when Jose came along he's he's perfect foil for Jose's tactics Jose liked Drogba he liked um, you know he, li- he likes that that not a bully but that big person up front to, to try and boss the game and that's exactly if 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 Kane can add that to his game and, and bring that on then he'll uh, yeah he'll be unstoppable he really will um, his second goal left um, left footed finish again that, that to me was just a typical Kane goal superb the the, the run f- uh, you know finding the fi- finding the space that that's that to me is a difference between a player, and I'm picking on somebody here, but somebody like Janssen, when we had him, where yeah, and Kane, Kane just gets into those positions. He puts himself in those. He makes those intelligent runs. That's the difference between him and another and player, and he's capable of finishing as well with goals. It, that that second goal, the way he hit that, um, that showed me that he was he was back on form. And which which one? His second goal. He's yeah, Kane's second. The, 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 yeah, when he right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that showed me he's back on form. Yeah, because that that's a uh, um, you know hit with confidence, and again didn't hesitate. Just you know didn't dwell. Just hit it. So yeah, shows me. So shows he's back on form for me. I'm glad. If we were going to the Euros off the back of this, you'd, you'd fancy him for another oh, ball. Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Um, that That's his second strike. Um, it reminded me um, of a goal he scored against the Wolves about 18 months ago at Wembley. When he, when he, but he, for that one, he cut in, 
cut onto his left and he curls it in and, it, and that was a better strike for me it was Bale-esque unfortunately we, lo- we lost the game and it's forever forgotten in history um, but uh, super play and, and even in the second half okay, he didn't get his hat-trick but um, he was causing Wes Morgan a whole load of problems and I know Wes Morgan is 36 now and, and he looks a bit looked like, looked like he was carrying a bit of timber but um, Kane was just destroying him I, I, when I saw the team sheet I thought what he actually where's Morgan he hasn't retired yet yeah and he, he, to be fair if they if they hadn't destroyed um where's Morgan today there would have been something wrong with him because mm. he is a lump and he's an old lump and he needed he needed you, you know we needed to take advantage of that really but Kane I mean went to take I mean we might have the pace but um Morgan but he's on the face of it he should have the strength and <laughs> John's just listening to what he's going John's, John's just changed his background to um, Harry Kane um, which is rather <laughs> I'm trying to put my arm over the shoulder I can't. <laughs> he um, yeah <laughs> just outstrengths Morgan which which was which was good, good to see um, were you surprised that I mean Leicester were what fourth in the table going into this game they really needed the win mm-hmm. to to um, to get a Champions League place, um, I've got to say. By the way, I'm I'm quite happy that we I, I fucking hate Leicester City for that yeah. season. They were we were chasing them and, and they and they won the league title. I will I will never get over that. Um, yes, I'm bitter about it to <laughs> today and to the day that I die. But you know that's that 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 is that's life. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad that we've we put a little nail in their coffin. Um, but I was I, surprised. I was, I was surprised that they, they I mean, we outfoxed them. Um, boom, boom. Um, I think Sky Sky wanted it um, Leicester to win to set up a barnstorming last game of the season when the winner takes the Champions League spot. So I, for that reason, I'm glad we've knocked them out of the running for that. And it looks like Matt, you know, as much as I despise Man United, I'm glad that they're not going to get it. Um, Leicester are just a, a, a small club that got lucky, and the teams around them wish who should have been challenging for the league had a, a shit off season and we should have made more of that season we really should um, we, we yeah um, but I don't like Leicester that that stupid VAR offside decision at the start of the season against Son yeah. um, Vardy's ugly rat face um, the <laughs> Brendan Rodgers their form has been atrocious since we've come back after the restart and, and do I care? No, I don't care a jot. I just, you know, another result our way, and we might have even finished above them. Fuck them. Yeah, it's amazing that we we both teams might end up in the season in the, in the Europa League, and then yeah. you've got to you've got to ask yourself who's had the better season. Because at one point Leicester earlier in the season they'd accumulated more points than they had done at the same stage in their title winning season yeah. um, and then you know, they looked at dead cert for, 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 for Champions League they were playing good football um, and now they're just falling apart um, before I go back into questions uh, we've got Palace next so that's the final game of the season um, if we win that we'll go up to 61 points we're in 7th place, place at the moment 7th might not be enough for, for a Euro yeah, we got to hope that Wolves stuff up somewhere. Really. Yeah, so I'll, I'll come to that because Arsenal are in the FA Cup final and they'll either play, be playing United or Chelsea. There's what a fifty percent chance that they might win that mm-hmm. trophy, which 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 would then give them a Europa, Europa 
spot place and seventh wouldn't be enough so sixth would 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 need to finish sixth um let's assume that's the case let's assume the worst case scenario Arsenal go and win the FA Cup and we have to finish sixth um, <laughs> um Wolves have got Palace tomorrow who we play next at home and they finish the season Chelsea away and we finish with Palace away we just need we need to beat the, the, the maths are simple we need to beat Palace mm-hmm. and they need to they need to slip up in one of those games so even if they even if they were to draw one of those matches and win the other we've got a better goal difference than them so considering how Wolves have been playing this season and how well they've done to be actually challenging them for, for any kind of position is a miracle yeah uh, you know quite simply it is um the Chelsea game, I think, might be the one where they come unstuck. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did watch Palace the other night, and they did—they were a tad unlucky with a couple of the uh, decisions that went against them. Um, yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Palace, Palace really blow hot and cold for me. They can—they yeah. can the sort of team that are very solid and difficult to break down. And then on another day, they're there for the taking. And I hope that tomorrow <laughs> they're difficult to break down and, and prove. Yeah. The game is at Molyneux, so you'd have to fancy Wolves. You would have to. Um, my fear is that, that then it goes to the final, final day of the season, which is fine. And Wolves have got Chelsea, which away from home, Chelsea aren't guaranteed. A, you know, They probably need, want that win to, to make sure they get Champions League football. Um, and are they winning their FA Cup semi-final at are the they? moment? I have no idea. Let's find out. But we've got we've got Palace, and you, and you could just yeah. see that Palace one occasion tomorrow they, they they lose, and then they put in a dogged performance and get something against against us and get a result. We we we've historically the last few few seasons when we've gone up to Palace, we've tended to scrape one nil wins. Well, um, uh, it's always a bit difficult getting something there. At least we know what we're going to be doing because that's what we, you know, yeah. if the plan goes ahead, that's what it's going to be doing. We scrape a one 0 win and we take yeah. it. Um, apparently, De Gea has thrown the ball into his net twice. Oops. Uh, so yeah, two 0 to Chelsea. Okay, so Chelsea Arsenal final, great. Uh, well, that viewing figures would be fucking zero for that, won't it? <laughs> one bunch of cunts against another bunch of cunts. Lovely. Do, do you, do you? And again, I'm just, you know, this is all ifs and buts scenarios, but. I was thinking about this earlier, just just before we recorded the pod. And if if we do, if we 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 know what we've got to do, we, we've got to beat Palace. And if we beat Palace, um, and that's not enough to finish six, because Wolves win both their matches, and the worst case scenario also happens that Arsenal win the um, uh, the FA Cup, and we we end up finishing seventh and not qualifying for the Euro- Europa. As disappointing as that might be, I think ending the season on a win and however many matches it'd be four five whatever it is four yeah. before consecutive wins would be good and that'd be good form to take take into into next season yeah it would be but if if Chelsea win the FA Cup would it come down to seventh if Arsenal win it would it come yes. down to sixth yeah so, so it's yeah. not I think the rules changed a few years ago so it used to be the case that, 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 that the runner up of the FA Cup would get a European slot that's not the case now so if Chelsea do win um, the FA Cup, they can't. They'll already be in the Champions League. You'd, you'd assume that Europa, there'd be a Europa slot available, and it'd be, it would go to the next team in the league, yeah. which which would go down to seventh. So um, there you go. So we might, we, they, it, if some buts and maybes, but we we still might do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let us finish. We touched upon Hoiberg a bit earlier. We've been linked with him. Um, uh, uh, I. I 
the other thing I was just going to mention was um, there was an announcement earlier this week um, going slightly off football for a minute but the government here announced um, in relation to COVID that um, that the possibility that there would be um, football in stadiums in October which I don't know how you feel about that as a as a whether that's feasible or not I mean I, I suppose time will tell but I think that's, well, that's a, well potentially it's a welcome thing government are saying one thing and the scientists and saying that we're following the that is true right. yeah and the scientists are saying no well we're not saying that at all so I would be very wary I'm wary about going out anywhere anyway mm. um, and I, our work probably isn't going to send anybody back to work till nearer Christmas when there might be a second outbreak so I'll be wary about going anywhere if I'm honest and also you'd have to think how many it's not going to be a full stadium it's probably going to be every other seat at most so it's going to you know figure the crowds are going to be lower anyway I can't see them getting 60,000 people in the stadium no so what they've said to the, when it for, for the Spurs season ticket holders that they, they, they were told um, there's a uh, window to renew their season tickets so we've got about 40,000 I think approximately season ticket holders I think that number might be about 50 if you include corporates season ticket holders are slightly different to break season ticket holders but let's just say 40,000 for the sake of argument They're effectively told that and it was worded very carefully but it was in the event of um, reduced capacity there would basically be a lottery system for season ticket holders so that to me that for never mind away fans coming to stadiums, whether that will be a thing or not, so it's normally like 3,000 allocations, so depending on the size of the ground, effectively what you're saying is there'll be no general admission tickets, there'll be no mm. bronze members or one hotspur members or whatever no. they're called these days. It will just be season ticket holders, and it will probably be 20 or 30, twenty to 30,000, maybe 25,000 in the stadium, and that's going to be subject to um, uh, a lottery, at least initially. There was also talk somewhere, I can't remember who, I think it was in the Daily Star, that um, now Levy, I didn't know, he sits on a government advisory panel um, <laughs> amongst others to do with you know the return of football in safe in in, in grounds in, in, back into grounds and then for return of spectators and, and, and there was talk that our stadium would be used to run a few test events right. which I don't really get because the article said that well our stadium's big enough and it's it's purpose built and and there's an, you know it's quite spacious so it'd be great for social dis yeah but what about all the other shitty shit stadiums that are, you know it's it's not really each stadium is different you can't do you can have social distancing perhaps at first with reduced capacity but you couldn't do that at other grounds or if you did you'd have to have really reduced reduce it down to because you know the concourse in other grounds is it, it tends to be tight think about uh, the old lane and mm-hmm. the concourse is there yeah yeah you, um you know and socially distance you if you're half that number there's going to be eighteen thousand people in the stadium if you're you know we're lucky we could probably get away with 30 odd thousand people in our stadium um but some of the smaller ones is it going to be viable for them to run on a match day um with the cost uh, I, I i don't see it but, but then again i don't see how we're going to get over any of this mm. without a, a vaccine so until until that happens, I don't, I don't yeah. see there anything opening up on a large scale. There's not going to be any large concerts. There's not going to be any other large gatherings. You know, um, 
It's a bigger so, problem. Bigger problem for me with sporting events. I mean, yes, you, you ultimately you need a vaccine unless the virus mutates away or unless cases come down so. I'm not talking about death necessarily, but cases come down to such a level that there's hardly any of the virus in circulation, so it, it, it's not going to be spreading that much if you you don't have. Uh, and you've got some some sort of social distancing me- measures, but the bigger thing for me is if you, even if you did have reduced capacity stadiums, how do you get to the ground? Yeah, you get on the tube generally. Okay, that is going to be a fucking nightmare. Even even with my, I mean, I've, I've I've used the tube once since since lockdown. So the I went on the tube early March, and then we went into lockdown here in the UK, and then I went on the tube a few weeks ago. That was the first time, and I wore a mask. Um, but the numbers were still a lot less than they would be. I went, I went out on a Saturday, and, and the numbers were still a lot less on the tube than they would be on a normal Saturday. Never mind on a match day when everybody's piling into Seven Sisters Station or White Hart Lane. So I think those aspects of it are, are to, for me, a concern. I, I, I've got no doubt that within the stadium, if you had reduced capacity and with the size of our concourse, and if you had Joe Block sitting here and. Um, John Smith sitting over there, and you had, you know, you could have distancing within the within the within the grounds. Um, not sure how you how you'd enforce that in terms of, you know, I suppose if a, if a father and son went in when and their tickets were next to each other, then they'd still be next to each other. But that side of it's fine. But I think I think you know on the transport side of it, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, Can I um, uh, mention yeah. Son for mm-hmm. a second? So he picked up today Player of the Year, Goal of the Year, uh, Junior Members Player of the Year, and the Overseas Club Player of the Year. So uh, incredible season from the lad. He's uh, you know to to be out and and have to go into his national service and come back. And the start I think the start off when he came back from his lockdown, his his head wasn't there. You could see he was struggling a bit. But I think he's he's back with us now and he's looking sharp again. So yeah, just a big shout out to Son because again he's just been an exceptional player for us. On the last pod, we had a question about who 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 would be player of the season, and I just said I, I didn't think there was a case for anybody. Now, since recording that pod, I read a stat somewhere which said that he this is if not his best, his second best season in terms of stats, in terms of goals and and assists, which I found astonishing. I, I couldn't mm. believe that because again, it's one of those where the stats tell you something, but your eyes tell you something else. And yeah. I think generally the consensus was that he we hadn't been at his very very best. I think there was a little purple patch he had just before Christmas, you know, when he scored that fantastic goal against Burnley. And then after that he was poor for a good few games. Um but yeah no hats off to him. Um we let's just finish off with two questions um, one from Gilly, another one from Gilly's Twitter handle is at I know Alan Gilzine. Probably too late for the pod, but argument for Kane, player of the year, missed recorder of the season, and asked to take on huge load and plough thankless loan furrow for much of it, yet still top scorer. Also, he said, also he says, hasn't won it in previous years when he probably deserves it at least once. Agree? I think certainly in the last few games, and, and Kane's done a lot to. I know the course of the season to, 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 to deserve a mention, but yeah. some has got it anyway, so it's academic. Yeah. I, I mean, Kane's stats this season, again, for, for what he's missed are ridiculous. If he has a full season where he's not uh, injured, that could be the difference for us from winning something or not, because, you know, once he hits form, he isn't going to stop. Um, 
he's an exceptional player and I, I've just read something that Marino said you know we're lucky to have him he's a Tottenham boy and we are mm-hmm. um, uh, he probably does deserve to have won it um, but we don't you know it's 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 I'm not a, I'm not a member so I'm you know did you vote no no so if I, te- I tend not to. I, don't, I think I've only ever voted once, maybe maybe twice. I'm not quite apathetic about it. <laughs> it <laughs> Honestly, well, it, uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? Cast your vote, and you know, if you vote for your favourite player, mine never tend to win. So it's the same reason I never tend to get a name of a player on the back of my shirt because they all tend to turn to oh. shit. <laughs> I just think the award. It, I mean, it's, it means something to the fans. I get it. it's voted by the fans. I get that, but. Um, I think we sometimes read a little bit too much into it. Um, I heard the other day that Roy Keane had never won the player... Was it Roy Keane or Paul Scholes? No, Paul Scholes had never won the award for player of the season at United. He's an exceptional talent. Mm. Uh, admittedly, he played with with quite a few good players. For, but you know, you would have thought that... Who, 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 who would have got, got the vote ahead of him, but you would have thought somewhere along that period of time that he was at... You know, United, he would have picked up the award at least on one occasion. So, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is it doesn't. It's not a be all and end all, actually. Um, and when when Kane's career is over, people won't remember how many times or whether at all if he won the Spurs Supporters Player of the Year. It'll be more about the records that he's broken in terms of goals, performances, and hopefully yeah. trophies eventually, yeah. both with Spurs and England. Let's go. Let's finish it off again with Harry Kane. Um, so we've got a final question. It's from Liam. His Twitter handle is at Liam 7 He says, I'm 30 and only just remember the Sheringham days. Kane has been our best striker since then, but just how does he compare to our previous striker? So shall I go first or do you want to go first? Go on, you go first. Okay, so I, I've i got no prime knowledge of the people like Jimmy Greaves, Alan Gilzine, Archibald, Crooks, even Clive Allen, although I saw Clive Allen play for other clubs later on, I didn't really, I've got no prior knowledge of, or with my own eyes of seeing what they did in a Spurs shirt ever. Okay, I've seen clips here and there. I'm aware of the records that, 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 that they had. And I think compared to those, other than Greaves, Greaves who's right there at the very top, I think that um, that, that Kane is head and shoulders above those players. Although Clive Allen, Allen had a fantastic season, I think he scored 49 goals once for yeah. us. The ones the where my sort of timeline as a Spurs supporter started would be um, so the striker at the time would have been Gary Lineker, top player, top player for Spurs, for all the other clubs he played for for England. After that, Jurgen Klinsmann was one of my favourite players. He obviously had two spells at Spurs. Had a, his particularly his first spell ninety four ninety five. He was prolific, and and he had a good partnership with with, with Sheringham, who was also a fantastic striker. Who Liam mentioned in his, in his question. He had two spells with us. So the Lineker and... For me, as a kid, growing up and as a teenager, the Lineker and Klinsman were the standards that I judged Tottenham strikers by. Well, that was the... That was the holy grail. That's that's the level that I wanted a striker to come in to, to you know score twenty thirty goals on a regular regular basis. And afterwards, I just felt that we had a lot of mare strikers. I thought you know the likes of Armstrong, Everson, even Les Ferdinand, who was a superb player. I think by the time we signed him, he had a lot of injuries. After that, Rebroth, um, Helder Postiga, who's the other 
fella that we had, Bobby Zamora. Defoe, I thought was good when when, he, when I was quite excited about Defoe when he came in. Robbie Keane, Berbatov, superb player. Um, but then again, I thought there were a lot of purchases going into the. Robbie Keane, and then I thought sort of the early part of the last decade, I thought there were a lot of purchases who weren't that weren't great. So for example. Um, I know a lot of Spurs fans liked him, but I thought Pavlichenko was very hot and cold on this day. I don't think he had a consistency. I wasn't a big fan of Adebayor because of the clubs that he or club that he played for previously. I thought he had a good first loan season, but then after that was a bit of a problem. Um, Soldado, you know, big money we spent on him, and that was a disappointment. And then this player comes along. So basically, we, we you know we had the likes of Rebrov, Soldado, Postiga, big players, big big. Postiga was a young lad, to be fair, but we spent a lot, of, a lot of money on these signings, and none of them had really um, lived up to the standards of the Linekers and the Klinsmans, um, even later than that, Berbatovs and the Keens. Um, and then this this player from the youth system just comes through, um, and Harry Kane. I think for me, he he is in a Spurs shirt, and what he's done for Spurs, I think he's better than Lineker and Klinsmann. Who, who are, by the way, superb players for all the other clubs they've played for and internationally, but I would put him... I'd put him probably the second-best striker that we've, we've ever had. He, he's, he can get goals with his right foot, he can get goals with his left foot, he can get headers, he can get long-range long long strikes, which somebody like Lineker wasn't renowned for doing. He can get the tap-ins in, in, in the box. I mean, most of Kane's goals have come from um, inside the box, but he can also get strikes from outside... To me, he's just he's the passing range that we mentioned earlier on. His movement, his passing, um, he's got it all. He's got it. For, so for me, he he's a complete striker, and he's probably the second best. You, the, I think he's got 180 something around 187, I think, off the top of my head, goals for us, which puts him um, just behind Bobby Smith and and Jimmy Greaves. I think he needs another 20, 22 goals to to become the second highest, which he will no doubt do. And then it's just. Jimmy Greaves' record. Um, if there's one thing that I can say about before I bring you in, there's one negative thing I can say about Keane. Um, Keane, even free kicks. Don't do them. Just stay off them, please. Just, just. He's only ever scored that one free kick against Villa, um, which was deflected, by the way. Um, and he tried that Ronaldo sort of technique of just lifting the ball over, hitting it with the yeah. laces as well. If you have it. And okay, I know he's not had that many opportunities after that to take free kicks because Ericsson was a regular free kick taker, and then we had Trippier as well doing them. But on the few occasions he's he's taken them, particularly this season, even previous seasons, I just I shudder when he when he cut steps up. I'm like, and I'm sure he practices them. I know he almost certain he does. He practices them, no doubt, in training, and nine times out of ten they all go in the back of the net. But I just don't want him to take free kicks for us. That's it. That, I've, I've said my piece on Harry Kane. So there's a lot of names just been mentioned um, and a lot of big players that have played for Spurs and a lot of players that are brought in with high hopes that have failed. What I'll say about Kane is is I can't recall having a player who plays like he does. They've either been... Klinsman didn't play like Kane did. Um, Lineker was more of the fox in the box and balls coming mm-hmm. in and sliding and scoring. Um Keane wasn't that player. Defoe wasn't that player. That Kane has something different about him, and which makes him. Canute was another one I remembered. Was, was Kinute, a decent yeah, player. 
but again, a, a, a different type of player. Canute yeah. was another one. Um, he he took his chance when he had it, and mm-hmm. I can remember the clamour. Um, it was it was sure it was Sherwood, wasn't it? Yeah. That, that blooded him, and it, you know the clamour for him to play was huge. And I think once he he was given that chance, he took it. He's not a, a Sheringham player. Sheringham, the first few yards of the ball for Sheringham were in his head. Mm. Rather than you know with his speed or you know he was he was a very cerebral player but Kane's got that as well and we talked That's about it, that that ball for Son today it was just an instant hit he he's got elements of all the good strikers in them that, and he's that's got, his, yeah he's and he he does and he does all those elements really really well and he applies himself um, even he, going in goal you know yeah. where he, and he almost saved that that free kick as well um, and. The, 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 my one negative about Kane it's a different one from yours is mm-hmm. he, he will be that person um, who oh, we need somebody to go I'll do it boss we need somebody to take corners I'll do it boss we need somebody to do this I'll do it boss and his desire to want to help the team and um, and make things happen is that that he'll just put his hand up and do anything Taking the the corners at the World uh, the Euros, he should yeah. be putting on corners. You know, he he put his hand up and do it, and I think that's the one. That's my negative for him that he's he's far too eager and far too willing to do that kind of thing. But I can't recall having seen this in you know my. I'll go back as far as you know when Gaza played and and um, Lineker and those those people back there into to the 80s. That's when I started really watching um, Clive Allen as well. But I don't think I've seen a striker like Kane with with an array of talent that he has and an array of skills. I think it's what you touched upon earlier. I think he's got the attributes of Sheringham, and he can do the fox in the box that, that Lineker yeah. did. Um, he's got a bit. He's got a little bit of all these strikers in him. He's he's. You know, the complete. They're, 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 it's really difficult to find a. We, we've been nitpicking. You know, I've, I've banged on about free kicks. You banged on about his desire to be. You know, which is actually generally a positive thing, but you could spin it into into a negative. There isn't really a weakness. He he is the complete. And and to be honest, um, I mean, David Fornell would be. And he wouldn't mind me saying this, but he he, he would be better placed than you and I to pass comment on 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 Jimmy. Um, Jimmy Greaves. Um, you calling him old, Jav. I'm saying that. <laughs> Diplomatic. I'm hole. I, I would say that um, he is. Um, he's uh, seasoned and he is a wise um, man and uh, uh, has a few more years ahead of you and I. So I, I found in a um, second-hand shop before lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video of the Jimmy Greaves story. Yeah. So I'm going to find somebody who'll convert that to a DVD or an MP4, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I, I might, I'll, I'll send you a copy. So was this the one on the the, the, the one that was on BT? I, I, no, I, I I don't know if it was on BT. It's a really old video. It's a okay. Really, really oh, right, okay. Okay. So uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. Please don't tell the authorities that I'm going to be sharing a, a legal. No, versions of things, but I'll send you, uh, I'll send you down a copy so you can watch it. Uh, as, as, as someone who has shared videos uh, <laughs> material which um, one shouldn't have done, um, I would far bit from me to judge anybody else um, uh, or, or tell the authorities. Um, you know, the, the, uh, he's the only one. I mean, we, we can go. We, 
we've seen the YouTube clips. We've heard the stories about Greaves, and we know the record. So we've got to assume that he is up there. Um, but Kane surely is, you know, the second best in a, you know, well, it, it, officially stats will tell you he's the third best, but it will be a matter of, matter of time before he's second best. So um, it's it's quite damning on all those other names that we've mentioned that Kane's overtaken them in nearly for, in, in just about four seasons. And that's how poor we've been in the striker front on the, you know, yes, we all love the silky skills of Berbatov. Yes, you know, Kane can bang them in. Jermaine Defoe will cut inside and bang it in the far post beyond the keeper's fingers. But they weren't prolific. None of them were that prolific. But Kane has that knack of scoring and that drive and that desire to do it. Um, And it would be beautiful if he could uh, break Greece's record at Spurs. Beautiful. Even consider someone like Janssen that we signed, um, you know, whilst Kane was already a few years into his sort of prolific Spurs career, and whilst nobody ever expected Janssen to hit the heights that, that Kane did, he was another signing, another big name, you know, big money in terms of money. He was a young lad, though. Let's be, let's be fair, but spent a lot of money on him, just as we spent a lot of money on, on another young lad, Helder Postica, and he was another one that that disappointed. And, and we we seem to have a track record of in recent years of signing strikers and it's not really worked out so it was really refreshing surprising that one of our own was, was the one that, that emerged and and I hope for next season whether that's whether Troy Parrott can get a run or whether we can buy a striker I really would well, I, I can't see it happening but I really would like us to get Danny Ings I would, it would be nice if we've got another striker who can take some of the burden of, mm. of Kane um, I know Kane will want to play every game and I've got no doubt that all the big matches he will want to play and we and, and we should play him in all those big games but I think there are occasions where um, you know if there are other options we should rest him or or even if he starts the match if we're 3-0 up take him off after 60-70 minutes give him yeah. a break bring, bring somebody else on who can you, can you can bring on confidently knowing that they can do a good job as well um, and I think if we can do that and he can get some rest then that will not only prolong his Spurs and England career but it will Make, it will ensure that he's still playing at that high standard for, 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 for the next few years and, and we still see the best of him and all this talk of oh, his best days are behind him is something that you know um, uh, we don't hear again really no, he, even when they played two up front recently with Son and Kane we looked at a different proposition with him holding up the ball for him different proposition completely if he's got somebody alongside him it will it will infuse him and it will spark something different and that, that's maybe what's needed we just need that something different up front maybe it's just a little bit stale maybe more will be moved on maybe mm-hmm. Bergwin's been brought in to be that player who knows yeah okay um we should be recording the next and the final podcast of this season on sunday sunday evening um shortly after the after the crystal palace match until then thank you john thank you jav thank you guys Thank you to all our listeners. This has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham
number base of bloody show you are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lady white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.